should pause i like that pause <laughs> you're gonna pause and like pump me up more that's a good pause right yeah, yeah. <laughs> how are you dude what's going on man i'm doing all right i'm doing all right thanks for having me yeah no problem i'm i'm super excited you're here because the, the first time i met you we didn't talk very long but mm -hmm. it was and i always wanted to know if you did this on purpose <laughs> i was living in la uh i was at the comedy store i just got done in the belly room i come downstairs you walk down the hallway and Bill Burr's on in the main stage. And I'm sitting at one of the high top tables and you're like standing next to me. And at uh, you turned to me and you went, I just got these glasses, what do you think? And we were wearing basically the same frame <laughs> and I just went, hate him. And you went, hmm. And then just <laughs> turned around and kept, kept watching Bill. And that's the only thing I ever said to you the entire time. <laughs> and then I was like, did he know I was wearing the same glasses? <laughs> does, he, does he get it and i i'm sure you don't even remember but i was like they were no. the same size and i had just gotten mine too no that's usually the way i operate i when i have like things that are bothering me like if i have problems i need to source out or mm. if, if i have like things i haven't been able to work out in my mind i just pretty much just take it to everybody like whoever i run into i'll be like so do you think my daughter should go to college <laughs> <laughs> i'm just talking out loud and but yeah. then you but then you know you run into people and you're like oh that was a valuable one that was pretty good yours so doesn't sound that yours doesn't sound that insightful to, no, to be honest no it wasn't <laughs> i thought it was i i thought it was uh funny and then you were like <laughs> <laughs> like you were like i don't know you well enough for you to make that joke <laughs> i was like fair enough no, well no. i started it <laughs> yeah, you did. and then the rest of, i don't even think i watched the rest of burr's set i think in my mind i was just like what do i say now and i was like nothing <laughs> he's just standing there <laughs> I think That's he funny. thinks I hate his glasses. Does he know we have the same glasses? <laughs> well, you didn't dissuade me. I, I've, I've kept them. Yes. Yeah, they look great. <laughs> um, yeah, and I did. It was, you were very nice to my bread that I made over mm -hmm. there. I burnt the bottom of it, turns out. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but you, I sent it to you. I didn't even expect you to respond because it was mid-pandemic. I was just bored. I'm like, I don't know him, but he's always making bread. I'm going to see what he thinks of it. And you were, you, just, you were like, very nice. Nice. Oh, good. And then I, you know, I'll, res it. I'll respond to bread stuff more than I will comedy stuff. That's, <laughs> that's like if people will hit me up about comedy or they're like, we're talking about whatever, like a show or something. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But if someone's like, I'm thinking about making a seed bread, I'm like, all right, you've got me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know where you live. I don't know what you're about. But if you, uh, I'm, I'll be your guide. What do you need? Right. <laughs> Was that, I feel like people took it on uh, during the pandemic as a hobby. Were you like insulted or were you enjoying everybody's bread making? Like, uh, I do this professionally. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was it was pretty cool that I had 
had been doing it for so long beforehand and when people mm -hmm. ran out of yeast it was like well here they come but i did <laughs> the only ones who bugged me were the celebrities like regular people doing it it was like yeah you should get into this you should do it it's going to make your life better right. but you knew that celebrities were doing it and as soon as they were able to send their assistant for real yeast, they were going to bail. I think Jake Gyllenhaal was, <laughs> Gyllenhaal was on uh, on Fallon or one of the shows and he's talking about his bread baking. I was like, you're a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this is a thing that you're really doing. You just don't know what to talk about in this interview. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're trying to sound normal. Like, yeah, we've been making pizzas and breads and I've been yeah. farming, actually. Um, it was like, uh-huh. It's like somebody that got into a band that you'd been following since college and they're like have you heard the latest album you're like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly i knew them when they just had mixtapes yeah <laughs> you're like name their first album asshole <laughs> yeah. figure that out um yeah did you uh so i was gonna ask you i don't i know this is like a generic question but i really don't know when was your like when did you start doing stand-up and what was what was your scene like at the time it was uh june 12th 1993 and I started in New York, and that was my first open mic that I found in the Village Voice. That I that's why it was really ingrained in my head exactly when it was because it was uh, just pure panic. Like I called and they just gave me a thing. They said, "If your friends will come and just take some drinks, you can be on stage." I was like, "All right," and I walked back out, and I told my friends we're going. And it was June twelfth, nineteen ninety three, and the comedians at the time were. Uh, that were like my friends that I was starting to knock around with were uh, Greg Giraldo, Jim Gaffigan, uh, Kevin Brennan and Attell. Those guys were like a couple grades ahead of us. Okay. You know, they were like the, they were already like sitting at the cool kid table in junior year and we were just showing up with our backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda Sykes. Uh, oh. Yeah. It, and it was a really fun scene. It was like, it was, I was really, I really liked starting in New York. New York was, I was, grew up outside of New York, so it just seemed like mm -hmm. the natural place. But it actually was just very lucky that I lived there and got to start stand up there because it was such a great, great comedy town. You, you could just scrape around and get spots. And there were so many right. great, great people on all the stages that, so you just were learning so much. But, you know, in the beginning, it's, you know, I would do a spot and then just kind of like you'd follow your friend and be like, Oh, Gaffigan has a spot now. And then he would do something, some open mic and you would just right. sit there and you probably did like one every week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me in the beginning, and this is when I started when I was in New York, um, that Gaffigan to get used to being on stage would go up and make animal noises and not do anything or like meow. It was, true? yeah, it was kind of like a, I think, I don't think it was, it wasn't like pure that, but he was, it was kind of like the, the beginning of what he was ended up doing like that with the, with mm. the talking about what did he just say that he just, what, why did he do that? And it was all like the beginning of that. And he would, yeah, he'd throw in some, some, uh, there were times when like Geraldo and I would be throwing, you know, fastballs as hard as we could with our, you mm. know, really pretty poor material but in that little open mic room where we we're all doing it like we would kill and then Gaffigan would get up there and he'd be so weird and do it and, we were like, <laughs> and he would bomb and we were like geez what's gonna happen to jim <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jeez, I wonder, I wonder if he's ever going to get it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I um, it's it's cool because the classes thing always interests me because I, when I was in mm. high school, I was a huge comedy nerd. Loved, I got all the books and just read everything I could about, uh, you know, all, all the beginnings and stuff or whatever. But the classes always seem to blur. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I always get confused who was around when. So it's interesting you said that Detell and um, Brennan were like a couple years ahead of you. Yeah, it was definitely. In the beginning, you it's a very clear lines are drawn of who's in what class because you're the freshman and right. you're very conscious of of trying to break into that hierarchy mm-hmm. and it's and it's you know it's very difficult. So you you're looking at the landscape and you're like, okay, well, I can't approach a tell because right. he's obviously a junior. He's hanging out with Nick DiPaolo and Colin Quinn and. Uh, which is actually kind of wrong. I tell never hung out with anybody, but he but it was <laughs> he was always his own thing. But it was right. like that. Like you saw, like okay, so those guys are up there. I can't go just walk up to that table. There's yep. this weird sophomores that are around. There's like Kevin Brennan and um, who else would have been like an an approachable sophomore? There was like um, I don't know. It's hard to even remember. Uh, but there were guys like, you know, certain, a little stratus, a little, you know, like Jay Moore and some other people. Right. And they were around at that time. And so you, you're you just looking at it desperately trying to fit in, which is, you yeah. know, all life. We, if you show up in a business or if you just showed up at school and that was just the way that it went. So you're very yeah. clear. But then later on, you're right. It does become very blurred because after 10 years, mm-hmm. it you're all kind of end up just, yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're all just part of of the. What is it when you graduate and you go back? Uh, oh, it's like you're a high school reunion or no, not a reunion. Alumni, alumni. You're all part of the alumni. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're all just the equal. You're just like class right. of '92, but it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, you just yeah, have yeah. a couple Tonight shows and whatever under your belt. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to uh, Kathy Ladman was on, and we I was talking about like. Just when I when I started, I remember being at Stand Up New York and uh, Louis C.K. and Todd Barry walked in mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking awesome. And then a guy that I was with who was like uh, a little bit ahead of me uh, was just I was like, he knew I wanted to go. And he was like, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, now is not the time or whatever. And <clears throat> right. Right. You know, yeah. Um, but now it's kind of funny. And now I feel like people are almost uh, I don't know if you're like, but like insult, like anytime I'm like you know, doing a show or whatever, especially with other comics, we always take photos. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. just because of like, like, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But I feel like that's like, uh, just for nostalgia, like anticipating it. Like I'm going to want to remember this. Now I've got Mm -hmm. so many. I'm like, I don't fucking remember where I was or what I was doing or why we were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It it is such a a fun, fast ride. It would be good to have, there's always some documentation and, you always look a little goofier. <laughs> so it's probably <laughs> probably better not to have photographic proof. Of, there's enough. There's enough cassette tapes out there with right. early sets that are humiliating enough. <laughs> right. It's also fun to see the gradual weight gain. Like I never understood why people put like beginning to end photo. Like I'm like, oh, that's a horrible flip book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Just look at what happened to my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Did you? So I got a clip from uh, a friend who I had on who loves you, um, who says he knows you. Do you have it ready? Do you have it ready to go, Tom? Yeah. I absolutely. To... All right. Cool. We're gonna play this real quick. 
Tom, right. I know you love the cat noise, and this is for you, buddy. Yo, 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 Amazing. Joey's the best. He's so great. He's so great. He, yeah, he, it's funny that we start talking about how Gaffigan almost ruined his career doing cat noises, and Joey saved his with cat noises. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's so, he's just so great. I, I, there was, he, he, when I did a couple shows and he was like doing the warm, he was the warm up comedian on it. And mm-hmm. He would break out. I would always beg him to do, to do the cat stuff. But I remember the big, the best memory I have of Joey was when I was really starting out. Probably, I don't know if I was a middle act or probably an opening act at Rascals in West Orange, mm-hmm. which was this early club that's no longer there. But it was it was like where everybody came through, like Wendy Lehman and Paula Poundstone and. All these, wow. you know, dice and all these, like, they were just, that was like the big headliner club in Jersey. And if you could get gigs there, you could, you know, you can make 300 bucks on a weekend and go out there and rub el- elbows with these people. And I had to stretch because Joey Cola was late coming from Long Island. He, on a Friday, he had to come from Long Island through the city out to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It was just brutal. And he came up on stage. They, and I'm, they're asking me to stretch and I probably, you know, just, doing crowd where I had nothing to stretch. There was no, wasn't, there was no like bag to reach into. Of, oh, let me do the old stuff. There was no old stuff yet. <laughs> and Joey came in and it was truly authentic New York, Long Island guy who'd been in traffic probably for four hours to get to New Jersey. <laughs> and he just got up there and just riffed off of his angst and just tore the roof off the place. Like wow. the first 20 minutes of that headlining set was just the most powerful thing because it was so real and he was so <laughs> angry. Oh God. I just, I remember just, I couldn't believe the power of one person. Yeah. Who just made bad decisions of when to leave. <laughs> <laughs> if he had just left at two o'clock, he would have had like a mediocre set. <laughs> That's so good. It is funny. We were talking about his uh, his underlying like everybody. He's like everybody knows me. They know I'm a nice guy because I always tell him he's like the nicest guy. Everybody loves Mm -hmm. him. You mention his name anywhere you go in comedy. They love Joey Cola. And he's like, I appreciate that. And I love it. And he goes, but I'm very I am angry when I'm on stage. He's like, it all Mm -hmm. comes from anger. And I'm like, oh, no, we know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's authentic. Yeah, I'm like, we, we know, we know that. But it's um, not bitter. It's not a bitter right. darkness. So it's like, you just, it's like, it's like a Rodney thing. It's like you're watching him yes. suffer. And that's yeah. great because it's only going to be him that is suffering in dark. It's, right. like, it's yeah. not going to spill over onto you. Yeah, it's like even watching like Brian Regan. You know that that guy's aggravated. Like that. It, like what's funny is that about him too is like I feel like most of those experiences that he has are real to some. You know, like every comic mm-hmm. real to some extent. And I'm like, I wonder if he flipped out actually. Like, what's the real story <laughs> yeah, behind yeah. this? Bit? Was there a lot of yelling first and then it got crunched down? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot of quiet. Probably just a lot of quiet <laughs> and fantasizing about what he would do, and then it becomes part of his act. Right. <laughs> Did you have guys that influenced you like early on that you wanted to emulate? Oh God. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the grand influence was like Cosby and mm-hmm. Steve Martin and Carlin, like the giants that you, yeah. you just grew up watching and stuff. But then when like banging around New York, it was um, Wanda was huge. Uh, you know, the, 
it's kind of interesting that you admire that New York was just so filled with greatness yeah. that, you know, you just rolled in and you're just watching like Nick DiPaolo cranking out just the most amazing tight, tight cutting jokes. Right. And then you'd see like Colin, who's just like pouring out all of, all of I this mean, yeah. intelligent stuff. And then Wanda, who had just had this defined character of, of herself and how just powerful she was. And, the hardest part as a young comic in New York was admiring them and being influenced by them, but tr then at a certain point, shutting them all out. Mm -hmm. Like you had to liter I literally, you know, I, you know, I, I, Atel was such a dominant force. And I remember like when I first got into the cellar, I was like, oh, I guess I have to be like, Atel, I have to be dirty. Right. Like Atel, I got to be kind of outraged. And it's like, that's not you but you're so influenced by these great voices all bef going mm -hmm. up before you that the most the the i think Did creatively sorry yeah i think take it off yeah yeah totally and and the only way i could do it at the time was just to not watch anybody like wow. not even go into the room just stay upstairs and wait for them to come and tell you it was your time to go on so it's like I love them all and admire them but at a certain point it was like this has to be you have to put blinders on blinders yeah. on and just do you mm -hmm. and uh so like you can learn learned a whole bunch and wanted to be as good as them but you can't be them right you know so yeah, yeah. that's actually uh, in i mean i usually ask if uh, anybody's got advice for like younger comics or whatever but that's actually really good advice to you because that's something i didn't even realize like I feel like even at a certain point, you have to stop watching stand-up specials. Like I used, you know, anybody that enjoys them in the beginning, when you're watching them, you know, you 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 will never get out of that. Well, it it also depends where your head's at, who you are at that moment. Like sometimes right. you, when I'm in the car, like sometimes I'll I, I'll do nothing but listen to stand-up comedy on the comedy mm -hmm. channels because I'm just enjoying it and I'm just that guy for that week. Right. And then there's other times where it's like, I don't want to hear anybody for whatever reason. <laughs> I, everybody sucks. I, I just like, I don't like it. I just don't want And that's when you it. switch to like murder porn where you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's what I'm die? right. Exactly. <laughs> Throwing on metal or doing something weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it really depends on who you are and what you're going through at the, at that moment of what you right. can digest. Sometimes it's good to fill up and sometimes you kind of yeah. like your cap off and you're good with anything really like any, mm -hmm. Not just stand up, but like how much you're reading, how much you're watching the news, like all that kind of stuff. You get, it, it, you, you're never the same person every day, so you got to kind right. of be a little. Do you find that when you're coming to like the end of a special, though, or like the end of like a material when it's about to become a special, do you feel yourself detaching from the material a little bit when you're getting ready to close it and starting a new thing? Like, what's the what's the process in between those two for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's that, there is that thing of, uh, there's like a freedom when it's over, you mm -hmm. know, because you don't have to think about it so tightly, you, you right. know, you get, you start to dial in pretty, pretty, uh, it gets pretty tight. Um, but yeah, sometimes it just, sometimes a, a interesting thing that happens is, and every special all of a sudden something creeps in that hasn't been there like mm -hmm. all of a sudden something brand new is always in because your your subconscious is craving 
you're not used to as a comic doing the same thing over and over and over again, right. but then you, you start to dial it in. And then invariably like the last two weeks, all of a sudden something comes in you're like, let's just throw it in and see what happens. We could always cut it out and it yeah, always yeah. survives because you're just like your, your brain doesn't is, is done with the same toy right. night after night. Yeah. They're pretty interesting, but, and sometimes when they're done, you, your brain kind of flushes it out. Sometimes it hangs on to it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's different. Yeah, we were talking. I don't remember who it was, but we were talking about being authentically there within the within the same material. And when you feel like you're not in it anymore, or if it doesn't feel mm -hmm. right to you, but then also sometimes that'll come back. And we're it was like one of those things that I actually don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever been like, yeah, like a couple jokes or whatever it was, and you're like, you felt it when you were doing it. And then for some reason it just fades. It's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. working. But then it'll come back. And I have no idea what that is. Sometimes it comes back. Sometimes it doesn't at all. Sometimes it's just like you love it. You think you're delivering it the same way, but you're not. Yeah. And the audience isn't buying it because you're you're truly something you think you're into it, but another right. part of you is saying, nah, we're past this for whatever reason. It's become stale. Yeah, jokes are interesting that way. And then yeah. other ones could you could do for 20 years and they would and they actually get better every time you tell them do you have a favorite joke one that you've just never gotten rid of yeah there's a couple that like creep in like if i'm doing like a corporate gig and you just want to throw stuff out that just kind of like works in the moment but there's this one silly joke of um about being married where uh I'm like, when you get married, when you're, when you're dating, this is always a subject I go back to, uh, <laughs> uh, when you're dating, like it's, you have to, you have to do so much more work and you have to stay in shape and you can, you, you could be single at any moment when you're married, you can get as fat as you want. It's just a finish line. It's like, <laughs> I love you. You love me. We can't have sex with other people. Let's eat a chocolate cake. <laughs> Do you want ice cream on that? You bet your fat ass I do. <laughs> and that joke is as old as as my stand-up career is. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If for whatever if if my brain decides that's something we should go to in the moment, it's going to probably be the strongest joke of the entire set, which wow. can be very humbling and upsetting because you think you've improved and moved on. And then you yeah. break, you dust that guy off, and he's always ready to go. <laughs> right. Oh my God, that's great. One of, yeah. one of my favorite jokes of yours that I think about annually because it has to do with Christmas. And I don't even, I, 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 this isn't even the whole punchline of the joke. It's just the way you deliver it, and it brings me immense joy. It was the uh, stand up special you did where you're dressed in bell bottoms, and the whole set was like a 70s. Uh huh. And yeah, I, I was freaked out. That's, yeah, that's not on Netflix anymore, is it? It's, uh, no, I, I think it's on Amazon. Right. Okay. Cause I couldn't find it for the long, I would like got off of Netflix and I was like, why? But yeah. you talk about, uh, people who hate Christmas and I think about it every, every Christmas. Cause it's so, you're like, what is it? Is it the lights? Is it the joy? Is it the, <laughs> and it fucking kills me because I have friends who hate Christmas. Yeah. And I, oh, it always comes. I have family members who hate it are always just miserable. And I always want to just go, Give me a second. Let me just get some. <laughs> right. It's so good. It was, it yeah. was the first time anybody had ever crystallized exactly what I felt. Uh, yeah, the, the lights are too nice. You, you have too much joy. You, 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 
you're going to actually enjoy yourself for two weeks. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is it the cheer? Is everybody being nice to each other? What is it? <laughs> right. it's, so, it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's funny. I wish I could remember the rest of it. <laughs> some people can oh. do that some people every any joke they just have at the ready yeah, I, yeah. I, it's all just paraphrasing <laughs> yeah oh my god everything i'm the first uh, i'm going back into the city i'm finally fully vaccinated which is awesome nice work. Uh, i think i have no idea yeah i mean it's great yeah. i'm glad i did it but like Absolutely. now it's like the yank seven of the yankees got it after being vaccinated and i'm like what the Fuck. is that true um, bill maher just yeah seven of the yankees just got it and bill maher just got it and he's fully vaccinated really yeah and he's but he's anti uh he's um asymptomatic asymptomatic right, right. yeah i don't know why i was saying anti <laughs> he's anti a lot of things but <laughs> right uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i can see it uh, yeah i can see you get, catching the bug but not being affected by it yeah so it's just and now I'm, with no mask we can just walk anywhere we want other than an airplane yeah is that, that's kind of freeing i wonder Although how long how 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 there's going to be so many fights now on on social media. People oh are just going to be really like, they said. <laughs> you know what? This made me realize we're never going to get out of the phase of comparing shit to Nazis or, Germ or, or Nazi Germany or any of that ever. Because we did it, you know, the comparisons were there during Trump. Mm. Trump's Hitler, yada, 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 which, you know, valid. Yeah. And then you got Gina Carano comparing... Uh, the COVID stuff to, you know, Nazi yeah. Germany or, or like Republican, whatever. <laughs> and now it's going to, now I just saw somebody uh, talk about the option of showing your vaccination card to show mm. you don't have to wear a mask indoors. They're like, Oh, they're going to have us wear armbands like the fucking Jew. And I'm just like, uh, really? <laughs> is this comparison ever going to die? Exactly. And you know what? I actually was thinking of like, how can I just put a little V on all of my shirts? Like <laughs> I'm totally up for it. Whatever right? you need, I put a yeah, like like a little like a carnation, or you want to put it on my glasses, a hat, a big V hat. Yep, I'm whatever you want. I'm on board. I don't get maybe the dude who gave me my second shot was so so cool because uh, he had a bunch of leftover. I was like the last. I don't know. Whenever they scheduled me, I was like the last guy that day, um, yeah. which I thought was alarming by the way because I'd expect I didn't realize that they had like I was the like the end of the line. And it was just me, army dudes, and a few nurses. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to take me away. Like, <laughs> I've seen this movie a thousand times. Right. <laughs> you know, They've lured me they in. And me, alarm goes off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was a little panicking. Uh, but he had a, a shit ton of buttons. And he was like, oh, if you want more than one. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it's, one on every jacket. It's so funny how quickly it changed. Because I went for to pick up a prescription today. And the guy, which. The same place where I was, you know, two months ago was like, so do you have any extra? And they were like, <laughs> didn't want to talk about it. And they just kind right. of, yeah. And now he's like, have you been vaccinated? We've got all three. <laughs> Tell all your friends. We've got all three. <laughs> so, wow. What a difference a month makes. Yeah. Exactly. So you're going back into the city, you were saying? Yeah, I'm going back into the city. I'm doing uh, Greenwich Village um, on the 26th. It's going to be my first time back on stage. And I'm like, I've got Man. a bunch of new, I'm like, I've got a bunch of new stuff um so says everybody um but i do know. you know you're writing or whatever doing that but and then i've got i don't know if i even remember my old stuff i did some zoom shows but those don't count right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah they can work well you'll see anything anything that gets you through the first 15 minutes of whatever you have to do yeah well yeah you'll just grab onto anything i fought doing the zoom shows in the beginning and i to, to the point where tom was there was some kind of charity one that i didn't know I thought we were just coming on as you comedians yes to, to shit talk. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, sure, I'll come on. That'd be fun. The guy, 
you know, donated the most and he wants to talk to comics, that's fine. And then Tom was like, hey, you getting ready? You're doing a set in a 10 minutes. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you are. It's a stand-up show. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to do this shit. I'm like, I'm going to pretend it freezes. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And he waited a little through. Yeah. Like, wow. So you, you didn't do a single set the entire time. No, I didn't. I live, I'm in New Jersey and we had, uh, where in Jersey L- <laughs> LBI down by the, all the way down by the shore. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. You're at LBI. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Why did you, did you grow up over here? Yeah. Yeah. My family's oh. had, had a, my grandparents had a house there forever and my parents have oh. a place there. My, my parents had a place in Beach Haven and that's yeah. why was like a, yeah. Beach Haven um, crest. Yeah, we're over by the post office. Oh, the are you? Really, I know. Office. Oh, wow! I know exactly where you are. Oh, good. We can hang out when you. Well, yeah, it's one of my favorite places. I'll be there I in August. It. Oh, you really? Oh, dude, let's mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's get. I'll get. I'll buy you lunch or. or That's a long commute, LBI to the city to do spots. That's gonna. That's you're what gonna. I'm you're gonna cancel a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. I am. <laughs> Especially I, in the winter when you're the only car on the boulevard and all the blinky lights. <laughs> That's a tough. Tough ride so, for 15 minutes. Oh, dude, it fucking it totally is. And not only that, I uh, this is funny that you said about the boulevard. So I was uh I'm dating this girl at the time or whatever, and it was the first time living over here. And uh she was just like uh she ran out of uh contact lens stuff. And I just was like clueless. And I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. It was like one <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'll just run to the 24 hour. Nothing. Like even the Wawa? Yeah, Wawa. Not, well, Wawa. Yeah, the have CBS contact. closes. Yeah, the yeah, CBS. CBS right. So there's a hotel, and I was like, "Oh, comic. I'll just go to the hotel. They got those mini, you know, those little uh, things." Yeah. Where I go into the hotel. I'm like, "Hey, do you have like a um like a little kiosk section of pharmacy thing?" And they were like, "Not in this area." I'm like, "In this area?" I'm like, "Where the fuck am I?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to go over the bridge. <laughs> yeah, like not. Around, <laughs> like not around these parts. I'm like parts. <laughs> maybe in the ghost? pine barrens you can make a deal with the jersey devil and get you some of that you're gonna have to wait till morning if you want it <laughs> exactly so i heard I that like... i heard that uh that kubel's closed yeah yeah isn't that a fucking shame they're, they're mowing it down yep i know That's there's a, a lot th- when you when you drive down dude when you go down over there it's kind of sad there's a lot of stuff that they i didn't even know they knocked stuff down and it's yeah. just all of a sudden it's dirt piles and and the oh, weirdest yeah. thing is I just heard uh, this kind of, you know, there's like a Chick-fil-A being put in. And the no. Same yeah, man. It's and it, Oh, that was know. the cool thing that they didn't let chains in, in there. Right. And that, w- that was that? it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was because of, um, you know, post like a pandemic shit, if they were right. like money or what. But we'll yeah. take the corporate money. Uh, that's too bad. Well, it is probably. But, well, you we'll know, see. you ever go you go down uh, to um, Schooner's Wharf? and get the fudge yeah. and everything and walk down there oh yeah oh fudge yeah man please bagel yes. eddies yes one of the best bagels in the planet absolutely oh dude i met when i moved to la i missed those in the worst fucking way because I uh, no one told me that it does, there's no bagels that are good out there mm, at all i know I anyone know. who tells you that who lives there is lying the New York Times ran an article about how L.A. bagels are really come up. And there's like that article so fraudulent. Like there's a couple that are pretty decent, but uh, yeah, That's it hilarious. doesn't compare. You know what I got to tell you, though? And you can correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. Uh, pizza down here sucks. I don't know why. I think we're too far from New York. Yeah, it's true. It, it's always bad. Joey's was for a while. 
Yes, and Joey's that wasn't is, that. That was like meh. Yeah, Joey's is meh, but meh. It's 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 the top tier of meh. You know. Yeah. What I mean? What's the yeah. one with like the surfboard and the sun down towards Beach Haven? The uh, oh um. That one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the yeah. name. It's um, not very good, or you would have remembered it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Chegg is still. The Chegg just went um, uh, year round. They were open during the. Oddly enough, they were open during COVID, which was yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, they're legit. We do a big wing compet- competition with my nephews every summer. Nice. Do you do this? Do you do the ludicrous sauce? The ludicrous, yeah. And everybody mm-hmm. starts to cry and they're yep. banging their heads out. People have taken their clothes off and ran down the street, and <laughs> it's it gets pretty funny. It's always yeah. what it, it's become one of our mainstays. It's so good. I love doing that. There's and they're they're all so nice there too. Uh, I did the um I did the ludicrous thing, for the first time, and I yeah. didn't realize how serious it was until they brought it out with gloves. Yeah, and they warn and a you glass of milk for you, and I was like. They're always, like, honey, they're always like, honey, they're always like, honey, don't do this. Like, I'm doing it. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> but it's such a beautiful place. And to it me, their off season is such, that's the one thing I miss about, because now I'll go back and it'll be summer and you get yeah. that, which is always fun. But I always loved being in New York and just buzzing down there in like January when no one was there and just oh, spend yeah. a couple of days. That was, that, that's a, that was great. That was the nice thing during, I mean, you know, COVID uh, sucked overall, but, you know, uh, it, when the winter over here, you can go to the beach. Like, there's no yeah. here. So I wasn't, like, uh, worried too much about, like, That's you know, great. Yeah. Uh, the masks and shit over there. So I, yeah. I don't think. Finally, um, finally figured out how to keep the bennies out. That was it. Just yeah. Pandemic and you kept them all <laughs> up north. I know. I didn't yeah, see good luck. once. Yeah, yeah, good luck for like two weeks last summer. <laughs> Don't tell me that because I'm going to post signs along uh, 72. <laughs> like, <laughs> quarantine area, stay out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah, it was, it's nice over here. That's awesome, dude, that you come down in August. I, like I said, yeah. that'd be great. Get together. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Do you, have you, uh, are you, you're fully back. You're going back on tour now and it's going to be like, everything's fine. Like you're, you're at full capacity. Yeah, some of the no, I don't know. I think mm. um I think they're still not full capacity, but they're getting there. Um okay. it keeps going up. I I went out like once a month all through the pandemic up until November. Right. Like I went to the clubs that I knew and loved and knew that they were going to do it the right way and the city was like in an okay spot. Right. Like I did Denver and Cleveland and Portland and Salt oh, Lake nice. City. So I See, kept that's awesome. Yeah, and I kept so it, you know, I was just calculated risk. I was just comfortable doing it. Yeah. And, but it kept me pretty sharp and I was able to keep doing stand up a little bit. Like, right. You know, it was hard because you would work on stuff and then you wouldn't get to try it again for another month after yeah. that weekend was over. But it still was better than nothing. And then I, I got feel- to November and then I shut it down. But that's recently I did Omaha, I did um, Kansas City. Ooh. And that was two weeks in a row. And then this week I'm going to New York. I'm going to do the cellar. I'm going to do nice. my my radio show, come to Papa from the cellar, and then go oh, down nice. to North Carolina. And uh, so this is this is my first full week out of the house since wow. since before all the troubles. That's so, and awesome. I literally don't know how to pack. I'm literally like, <laughs> how do I have to bring all my clothes? How does this work again? <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> do I? I had a- I had a bag packed for the longest time. 
and I and I didn't even realize like, it was just I I came back. I was on. I did. Uh, I went out to L.A. before COVID. Were you were you out on tour? But when while COVID was like hitting, and then mm-hmm. you had to come back. Okay. Yeah. That's the. Did you? I have tapes from. I don't know why I said tapes. I have digital content. Yeah. From uh, <laughs> your tapes. Uh, yeah. From from uh, from then where I'm uh, literally making fun of the fact that we all might die. Like in the yeah. beginning, like, Hey, we're all out. Fuck it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, mentioning it like once or twice. And then, uh, and then I watched those back and I was like, Oh wow, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have been yeah. saying any of that. Kira Sultanovich and I were doing like the last week. It was the, the weekend when it was all, all of a sudden starting to emerge in Washington state. Mm-hmm. And that's like, was, that was the first, spot right that or oregon yeah yeah and, and we were yeah. yeah and we were in those airports doing like commuter flights and like we had a weekend full of shows oh, and we were just yeah. and you just but it was all busy but it was it was it was out there and it was starting to close right. down and that was it that yeah kind of parked after that yeah we i did um i went out to la because i had the, i did a short film on uh Amazon. I'm sure anybody who's watching is sick of hearing me say this. So I'm gonna cut it <laughs> when we actually post it. I'm sick of hearing me say it. Uh, <laughs> but I did a short film. It's on Amazon or whatever. And uh, the Henson, Jim Henson's company, saw it. And they loved it. Nice. So they had me come out to LA. Yeah, it's it's great. It's about depression, and there's a puppet in it that looks like me, unfortunately. Nice. So um, yeah. So in um, but they saw it. They loved it. So I went out there, and I was like, yeah. And they were interested in making it into a series. So that was going good. And then from there, you know, you go back. You work your way back yeah yeah so i'm doing the road or whatever and then it was like michigan dc um god where the hell new hampshire whatever and then the last shows i did were in new york and then i uh and it was like the day before whatever i'm in new york everything's great Mm -hmm. i'm like going back home to jersey mall you know you're all gross whatever (laughs) the next Mm -hmm. day they shut everything down and they were like hey by the way if you're in new york you probably have it and i was like what <laughs> and then for, for like two weeks i was like blank you know like yeah and, you know my <laughs> yeah and my yeah. friend was uh i was over with my friend i saw him when i got back home or whatever and he called me the next day and he's like you were here and you might have it i'm like i don't have it <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> i didn't know yeah but uh, i'm not going back to new york <laughs> <laughs> for another year and a half yeah. yeah oh yeah it was so fucked but um yeah. yeah that was terrible i know i wanted to go i wish i could have gone back my my mom's at high risk or whatever so i just had all this you know it was good to take a break it was it was the only time to really stop and you know even going out once a month it was like that was a huge shift yeah and and i think it was healthy i think especially if you've been doing it a long time mm-hmm. it was the only thing that was going to stop us from going and right we, Everyone goes so hard all the time. Yes. And I think creatively, I think I think it I think it's gonna be a mixed bag. I think some people will stop and won't go on the road ever again. Because right. they're like home is pretty great. Yeah. And but creatively, just for the act, I think to take a breather and step back and then come back at it, I think it it I I have to think that it's give you a little fresh perspective and and uh, either that or it's just going to be clubs filled with horrible comedians for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that started during COVID on Zoom and now they're like, oh, we're comics. And I'm like, are you though? Yeah. Um, is that yeah. what happened? I don't know if you feel like this at your level um, or if it's just a uh, the pure evil joy that I had. But I, for a bit, kind of enjoyed seeing uh, clubs that were horrible 
or mm. businesses in general like crumble while comedians thrive <laughs> like survived yeah like i took i took it i'm like i probably should see a therapist because i took an immense amount of joy yeah out of, like hearing let somebody shut down and i was like <laughs> good for them yeah yeah <laughs> um and while i was kind of making money how i could it's kind of a slow number though a low number isn't it like yeah who closed um well, oh, I don't want you naming the names of the ones I, you're happy I, I about. Know. I, he had to, <laughs> yeah, well, literally... we won't say, you know, without passing judgment, who's, <laughs> are there any like main ones that are gone now? No main ones. No. I mean, yeah. and I don't, yeah, no, no main ones that are gone just in, you know, uh, was, neighboring was some, counties like, and states and stuff. And uh -huh. I was going to say like Dangerfield shut down, but they're moving and oh. reopening somewhere else. Right. Oh, they are. Creek in the Creek and the cave are, is. Yeah, they move, but I love, out. I love doing right. the creek. Yeah, right. So there was a bunch like that. I had my JFL right, audition right. there. Yeah, um, nice. yeah, yeah they, the, um, they were nice. Nice to me. It was nice not having to watch everybody with their uh, posting them selling out stadiums and stuff. It was a good break from that, too. Oh, God, yeah. You know, and, well, also, media. it leveled everybody out, too. Like, I quite enjoyed seeing uh, all the talk shows try to operate their fucking yeah. shit from home. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that was annoying of, when everybody was like being so. Re rebellious or cool because they didn't shave. It was like, mm. <laughs> uh, wild man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're wearing you're, these you're, jackets you're, and yeah, uh, loosening the, the tie up. A man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, their house just keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, right, exactly. You to do it in that room. Like, I'm sure your closet looks like a normal bedroom. Like, why don't yeah. you just do it from there? Like, you know, yeah. it was... I think didn't uh, and I love I uh, love Jimmy Fallon, but uh, he didn't he, he was doing it in one room that had like his kids had a slide and a working treehouse within the room, <laughs> right. and I was like, we're not yeah. all the same. Stop yeah, it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But it, I mean, I I think that from a show business perspective, very little is going to change. Everyone's no. going, it's all going to go right back to what it was. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think they try to make it seem like shit changed because yeah, we're different like, now. Like, yeah. Eh. Like when somebody, when you go to a funeral and everyone in the family's like, we're all going to be nicer now. And this is <laughs> and two days later. You're like, she's a bitch. <laughs> you know, Those tears weren't real. Yeah. No, it's like a temporary thing. Everyone feels that everybody knows it, but they can't act on it. Yeah. Yeah. I did a gig yeah. last week and it, I swear to God, 2019 in that room. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing different was it felt like I felt like I had to cough and it felt like holding a fart. Right. Like, if I yeah. cough, everybody's going to look at me. I'd rather shit my yeah. face. No, you can't <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's It's been, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of so, weird. But so pre comedy, pre the pre-comedy life did you think you were going to be going towards show business or did you have totally different aspirations as a kid and coming up no when i was like in seventh grade <laughs> i learned what it, the stand-up comic was a job and uh and that was it from that point on i was like oh wow i was pretty focused on that's where i was gonna go it just seemed more i was funny and i was enjoying making people laugh it was always a thing and then i realized oh these there's grown-ups who just keep doing this <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll do that. Right. <laughs> that seems cool. <laughs> do you remember the first I... comic you saw when you were out? Like when you before you started doing stand up? I had never been to a comedy club before oh. I 
went there myself to mm-hmm. be on stage. But I just watched stuff on TV. And I saw Jackie Mason in Atlantic City with my parents. Wow. And that was the only live performer, stand-up performer I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was so funny. I mean, just he was yeah. just a killer. Yeah. And uh, But that was the only one. Like, I had never gone to comedy shows or went to none of that. I, but I just was a student of it. Like I just digested everything, you know, once, once I started down that road and that's like without YouTube, but you were just yeah. getting albums or just, you know, watching reruns and watching SCTV and SNL and anything you could possibly, or radio shows and Dr. Demento and Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. and it was just like anything that was just not, not taking the world seriously. Right. <laughs> is yeah. Basically what you just wacky packs <laughs> it was like anything anything where some where some you knew there were adults at the controls and they were making just oh. insane goofy stuff to break you out of the monotony i was like that was it that was just i just yeah. was gravitated towards all of that nonsense <laughs> yeah that's why stand-up always interested me and made me comfortable too because i was always like a. I worried a lot when i was younger high school you know wasn't comfortable any of that stuff and uh always had these like bizarre like insane thoughts and then when i saw adults on stage making jokes about all the things i was afraid of i was like yeah. oh my god this is great right <laughs> like, right I don't have yeah to be scared of any of that yeah no one's yeah not everyone's just sucking it up and getting through it like my parents are telling me to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like there's actually a man drinking a big thing of alcohol smoking a cigarette on a stage and yelling about this stuff it was like okay yes i'm not crazy there are other people that are feeling this too (laughs) exactly and for the rest of my i think for the rest of my youth i was that older man in my head even though i was like a short i'm still short but like you know this the you know phrases the spectacle but yeah i'm chain smoking and telling it like it is yeah Um, just yelling out instead of everybody else in your life just acting like this is all acceptable (laughs) jackie mason was the first comedian i I didn't see him live but he was my grandfather loved jackie mason and he had a he recorded um his uh his stand-up special or a set whatever that he did on tv and he had the family come over to watch it because my grandfather was like huge into all that stuff when he first came to uh yeah he was my i'm uh, a quarter english and the rest of me is italian and um I, uh, he, he came here and he started a business in New York and he used to do, um, wigs and he did Ella Fitzgerald's and, um, like everybody like yeah. for celebrities and stuff. Wow. So that's his business that he created. And then, nice. uh, and he loved kind of like the show business thing. He was, uh, you know, he did a, um, a film with a guy who made deep throat. They started before <laughs> he did all that kind of stuff. So like he was always kind of, you know, involved in shit. Are you going to tell us that Jackie Mason wore a wig? <laughs> that'd be a good clip that would I, be good. i'm gonna i wish uh, the stories are not gonna get any better than that so i saw him when i first came out to la i had a meeting out at, at, at the pool of like the beverly wilshire hotel and the gym for the the fitness center was right off of the pool and it had like mm-hmm. these open windows kind of thing and i was just sitting there with this friend of mine and we we're just talking and jackie mason comes out he had been working out and he was in dress pants and hard dress shoes and no shirt just his little pink body his little pink old man short torso jackie mason and just walked out by the pool and just was like was kind of slowly rubbing his torso in between his two sets of curls that he just did (laughs) and then went back and kept working out 
It's like, oh. this, this is a weird individual. Yeah. That's the level of old <laughs> I do want to get to, though. I don't know yeah. if it's if it's generational or what, but that body type and shape, I feel yep. like all old men back then. <laughs> yeah. Just the, and they were not. Just the they barrel didn't even chest yeah. or so. Yeah. And weird pink nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think and if this you... comedy thing goes well, that could be me in 40 years? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right. You're out there desperately trying to make it. And you're like, if, if it, the best case scenario, <laughs> if I win, that's that's what I get. <laughs> Young people going, ew. <laughs> oh, God. He's out of I, his mind. When I grow up, I do. I hope to be Sheba Mason. Um, that, <laughs> but that is, it's crazy. And, and when, when you look at pictures of those guys when they were younger though, they didn't go to the gym, but they somehow were nope. in shape. You know what I mean? Like if they weren't fat, uh, like, like if they, you know what, like my, like when I look at my, uh, my grandfather, when he was younger, he had a build and I didn't yeah. understand it cause he didn't, he didn't work out. And then of course he went into the barrel chested old man. Yeah. They also didn't eat like we do. You like you ever look at in movies like when you see anybody eating in like the 70s or the 60s or the 50s Mm. in a film and they ask like for a sandwich or they just watch the food. Film is like a great and they bring out a sandwich is this thin piece of bread with one (laughs) slice of salami (laughs) and then another thin slice of like it's it's thinner than your thumb was a sandwich. Yeah. Now they're like bigger than your head and we're stuffing them in. Of course we're not in shape. <laughs> right. And we're working out like crazy. Yeah. But then you're eating like like a, like a, an entire village. Yeah. Every time I watch White Christmas, uh, I, I look at what Danny Kay's eating. Every, they, they'll bring out yeah. like that tray of sandwiches, but I'm always like, is there anything on those sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, no. And that's how they lived. There wasn't yeah. all this excess. No. Just filled with corn syrup and everything. We're just big blob people. Yeah. Buttermilk <laughs> yeah. and uh, whatever the yeah. fuck they You're got. You're right. To go to so speak. they didn't, yeah. yeah, all those guys. Like like all the badass guys like like uh, Charles Bronson and, and yeah. James Garner and Eastwood and yeah, they would like they were all skinny. They just yeah. all they didn't they like, didn't have to lift weights. There was no running. They just were living. They were just right. smoking, drinking scotch, <laughs> whiskey, punching people in the face, <laughs> putting their shirt back on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny too, because like even in movies today, there's always scenes where people are every other scene is somebody eating or doing something somewhere. And then back then I was watching um uh, North by Northwest the other day is to watch something, mm-hmm. no, whatever. And character, he doesn't stop to eat. The guy doesn't eat that no. whole thing. No, no water bottles, no yeah. eating. I know. No, and they're I, just I'm living just their like, lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though, what's the Jimmy Stewart one where his kid gets kidnapped? Um, oh, the Morocco one. The yeah, the Morocco one. The, yeah. Like, I mean, stress eat a little. Your kid's missing something. Fuel. No, up. they sat down and they tried to eat that Moroccan thing. And they brought the food down and he had to sit down on the floor and he was like, "I can't do it." And he just walked out. <laughs> and they didn't show him go get more food. He just didn't right. eat until the next day. And he had some yeah. black coffee. And then went yes. and looked for his missing child. <laughs> <laughs> so oh those guys God. lived. Yeah. yeah. There was it's no, impressive. could you imagine Clint Eastwood's being in an interview with Johnny Carson and saying, I'm, well, you're, you're quite a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> he would have punched Johnny Carson right in the face. Absolutely. What do you mean a foodie? Like a food is like a hobby. That's like a, yeah, you're a, right. you're a foodie. No, I'm a man. And I just ate some, <laughs> I just ate a steak with my hands and that's going to yeah. keep me good till Sunday. That's how people lived. <laughs> it's so great. It's I'm so a foodie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. We are we're we're a very soft uh society. Yeah. I'm but, gonna need oh. a crate of bottled water in my garage. Yeah. God forbid I go from the house to the car without having something to drink that'll get me to the Wawa where I can get a big sandwich and some kettle chips. I'm I, a foodie. And now I have Wawa delivered, which is sad. It's, it's literally, you know where it is. It's Don't lock the Wawa. The Wawa is class act. Oh, it makes me feel so good when I'm on the road and I come back and I see the first Wawa. I know I'm close. Oh, the I'm best. Like, oh, that's a fresh. Okay. It's good. It's yeah. The best. Caught everything. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you my most pathetic COVID moment? I no. think. And Tom knows. Uh, no. Well, then uh, we're <laughs> wrapping up. No, I'm <laughs> um, I I eat way, I ate way too much cheese this pandemic. Regardless, I mean I know that, but at one point I had uh, I just was hungry. I wanted some of it, and I didn't cut it, and it was just uh -huh. a block. And I just peeled back the plastic <laughs> and grabbed some Ritz, and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're living. Them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and i was just, it was like uh, it was just the worst or, <laughs> yeah like, mm. that's good that's living right there yeah i was like this is so good but and you no don't sit down you me. just do it while standing in yeah the kitchen. over the sink yeah <laughs> crumbs and cheese <laughs> yeah. and then you wrap up the final little piece because you're not an animal <laughs> let, let me this makes let me, it not count yeah let me save this for <laughs> yeah. guests <laughs> that that in turn shows you the difference between the past two pandemics. A hundred years, people were crying about it this time, and I was like, mm -hmm. "You have Netflix, Hulu, yeah, Amazon oh yeah, Prime. You don't have to leave your house. Mm -hmm. You can order food." I'm like, in 1918, when this happened last time, there was none of that. It wasn't even television. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just listen to the radio one hour a day. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I also enjoyed the amount of people splitting up during this too. That's another thing. Like that's they didn't do that back in the pandemic. You stared at your fucking spouse or husband or whatever yeah. until yeah. but people were like, but it's just not working. And I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, even you know, you probably lived till you were forty five anyway. Back <laughs> yeah. Like, best case scenario, healthy. Right. Your marriage only had to last till you were 45. You were going to die of something other than the pandemic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there some old old age trait that you would love to have when you get older? Like something that you... Because mm. I have... I have. I'll tell you what mine is, and then I'll give you a second. To, my, I want a chair that no one else is allowed to sit in, the way my grand... Like, you uh -huh. go to your grandparents' house, and for whatever reason, it was theirs. It had been collecting their dead skin for the last 50 years and you weren't allowed <laughs> to sit in it and touch it yeah yeah and I, I want i think i need that well nothing's stopping you now. <laughs> yeah yeah i can't have that now are you kidding me i think there's a walmart on the on <laughs> right over the causeway you can go chair. get one no one's gonna yeah. expect it well you no wanna... well now you're asking for two things <laughs> <laughs> you want the chair or you want respect <laughs> i didn't realize you're right i i'm being greedy that's yeah <laughs> I, I guarantee you you could walk into walmart and for less than 70 dollars you'll walk out with the, your dream chair <laughs> and a hunk of cheese <laughs> and a box of crackers <laughs> oh but even less respect because i did it at a walmart so yeah that's yeah that's and you stop going to the city you do a show once in a while at the surf light oh <laughs> game the surf over it's fun though do you do shows there no 
you just vacation here. I understand. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do. A, I haven't. I've never performed there. I snuck in there once to see the Smothers Brothers, though. Oh, shit. They were, that's awesome. Yeah, that was sad. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that wasn't good. Well, they're, they're such icons, and you can tell they're just like our, our agent sent us. Where we're in the oh yeah, yeah ass yeah. end of an ice cream shop. <laughs> where some kids who are breaking into the high school musical are really giving it a go and we can hear the music because somebody just ordered the oliver twist ice cream sundae so they have to sing about it and the smothers brothers who are just legends are there with their guitar like what the hell how are we getting out of here that's that's hilarious it Fun. felt like like you walked in on and caught your buddy masturbating it was like uh, oh i know you do this but i shouldn't see it <laughs> yeah it does sound more impressive when you say surf light theater you're like sure and then you get there yeah i mean good then, for them i like like I, there's nothing better than watching uh you know a, a, a summer troop giving their college best try at annie <laughs> you know, or Godspell. That's a fun way yeah. to spend a, a couple hours. I'm, I'm all for it. Right. But there's no reason for the Smothers Brothers agents to be <laughs> booking them there. Yeah, that was telling. Big. Yeah, and telling them they can stay at the quarter deck if they want. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. That's I love not, all the insights. That's so great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's, yeah, I didn't realize they were even. There, that's fucking but I always feel like a, my father's always like, Will you play there? You should tell your agent, do a show at the surf light. Mm -hmm. You know, he gets yeah. to then go see me do a show. Like, right. And I'm, I'm sitting on the beach all day call, checking the ticket counts. Why are there only 25 people coming? <laughs> and 10 of them are my family who are with me in their chairs right now. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want ticket counts to ruin my. Long Beach Island Nirvana. I totally understand. I hate doing local lo uh, local gigs. The only, like if I do them, it's like charity stuff or or whatever. But local gigs, for yeah. some reason, there's something about them where like, I, like te like teachers I used to know or have will come out, and I'm like, why? And that's okay. That's all right if they, if they if they're walking into a full house where you're killing. Yes. But when they come and there's only six other people, yeah, and they're like, oh, what happened yeah. to him? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and maybe that's exactly he should be working it. at the Wawa. Yeah. And I'm like, if you just come out of state or into the city or anywhere, I'm good other places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Once yep. that's the hardest part when you're starting out and you people would see you just like once every three years and they see mm -hmm. you bomb in a scenario like that and nothing is going to convince them that you don't suck oh, until yeah, they no, see you again. Oh, <laughs> dude, one of the one of the gigs I had that haunts me to this day, I don't even know why. You know, you always remember the ones when you bomb and whatever, but I started in 2005. So 2008, I'm, you know, I'm getting these gigs and, uh, no, maybe a little after 2008. So yeah, a little after that, maybe 2010 or whatever. Because I, So I got to, my first time ever opening for a national headliner, I got to open, did five shows with Fallon before he took over Conan. Mm -hmm. And then, then I got to, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun after that, but, um, but I also worked a part-time job at a library. So immediately it was like five shows with him, his family's there. They're super cool. He's selling out because he hasn't done anything in a long time and he's taken mm -hmm. over Conan a blast. Right. And then immediately I'm back working part-time at the library. Everybody hates me. I hate me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm working it's Tom's river. So, uh, <laughs> so then, you know, a couple of years later, the people I, I, like have a local show they want you know me to do and uh i go do it 
and everybody you know i know is there teachers mm -hmm. parents of people that never liked me as a kid but for some reason they're there mm -hmm. pretending uh and whatever and i i mean when i say i ate it there was no <laughs> i mean i don't know what it was but every, yeah. i could feel the hate uh -huh. um and i tried to do my set and uh and then i had to go back to work with lesbian and somebody left a note on my car uh that said you're a fucking dick and you suck. <laughs> oh and I, and the funny thing is is uh i parked far away so they had to know it was my car <laughs> I mean, so I was it was a like, family member <laughs> love <Thanks, mom>. dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's the and i was like wow and i remember that i mean of course you you know you keep going or whatever but i was like that one fucking i remember that shit yeah that'll sting well that's what's waiting for you in new york next week <laughs> nothing's what, changed what a perfect way to wrap up oh man i don't, I don't want to keep you any longer but because we have a we did an hour but can i ask you one more question we ask everybody the sure um, if you had one piece of advice to give to your younger self what would it be uh bum, 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 bum. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> this is what Jim Gaffigan used to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, if I, for my younger self, I would, the, I was always stressed out about how I looked or if I was fat or like any of that kind of stuff. So if I would tell my younger self, I would be, I would tell me, I would tell him, uh, you look great right now. And trust me, <laughs> it's only going to get worse. <laughs> Like, whatever you're feeling now, shelve it because you have no idea what's waiting for you in Perfect. 20 years. Oh, man. Well, th seriously, thank you so much for coming on, dude. It was a, it was a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I, I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, this was really fun. And uh, let's let's Thanks. keep in touch, and uh, we'll run into each other at the Wawa in August. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. All, All right, guys. Thanks so much, man. Take care. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go get ice cream together. <laughs> Dystopia tonight.